Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm the podcast announcer. Fred wanted to give me the title Head Sound Designer, but I reminded him I have a reputation to uphold. As Seven says, we won't be doing that anytime soon. I'm happy to announce the third season of the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Fred is still the podcast host. The purpose of the podcast continues to be the exhortation, encouragement, and exploring the details of a passionate, growing, biblical, dynamic, and soul-satisfying prayer life. Prayer is the lifeline for Christians. The discipline of prayer leads us to glorify God, helps us in conforming to His eternal will, and part of our experiencing the blessings of eternal life here and now. Thank you for joining Free Range Preacher in our odyssey with God through prayer. And now, once again, here's our host, Fred. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. We do thank you and praise you again that we're able to come before you by faith and pour our hearts out before you. We bless you in thankfulness that you have given us this day. Indeed, it is beautiful, but the most beautiful part, Lord Jesus, is our salvation and your sacrifice on our behalf. We're bowing before you today, Lord Jesus, that you would remind us of some basic principles in prayer, mainly being that we just need to pray. Lord, we need to come to you and pour out our hearts before you and then let you grow us into the mature into the maturity of our prayer lives. But our souls do need daily communion with you. So we pray that you would remind us of those things that will be helpful today. Anything not helpful, anything unsanctified, anything unworthy, Lord Jesus, let your people forget right away. But any food that they can get, any encouragement or exhortation that they can get, Lord Jesus, I pray that you will give it in the power of your Holy Spirit today. We commit our time to you, thanking you for your mercies and your grace and your, and your abundant loving kindness to us every single day. Help us to trust you. And we commit all these things to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, by the blood of Christ, into your hands, do your work. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We are going, as you may have understood by the prayer, is we're going to start reviewing some of the concepts that we have talked about over the last two years, prayerfully in a systematic way and in a thorough way. And review is good. Winston Churchill is often quoted saying, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance." In other words, you've got to be careful. You've got to be paying attention. And if you've heard some review shows in the past, you have heard me tell you of a professor that I had that rephrased it this way. The price of knowledge is eternal review. And so reviewing is good. Thinking people review. Any thinking person, every thinking person reviews. Oh, by the way, I'm trying something new today, so you might hear some old school paper, paper rattling. We'll see how it works. <laughs> Maybe the last time you hear it, I don't know. But it's good to review. Like I said, thinking people review. The pattern is we learn, we meditate or think on it, and this is actually anything that we learn. We learn it, we meditate on it, we ruminate over it, we come to conclusions, 
And then from time to time, our minds just go back and review what we have learned and heard. It's actually a pretty natural process. But doing that, reviewing things purposely is a good thing. Peter says that in, I believe, First Peter. Now, I know you guys are smart people from the comments I get, from the things that you send me, questions that we'll have coming up as well. I know that you guys are smart people. So I know that review, that you already review. You're already in that process in every aspect of your life. But review, like I said, is good. And it's, it's a reminder of the things that we need to know. And I was thinking, as I was thinking of doing this as well, the lack of structure for the podcast, especially early on, actually makes it even more important that we review because some of the lessons are kind of hard to find and the order is kind of hard to find. And so I think review will help that as well. And you'll get some of the flavor of the early podcast as well that we've done. And the technical difficulties we had also in those days made some of them really hard to listen to, hard to hear. So whether you're just beginning in prayer or picking up after a time that you've fallen off, even if you've fallen off 42 other times, and this is the 43rd time you've committed to daily prayer, to a consistent prayer life, this is a good place to begin. And we want to reiterate the basics. Like I said, it's necessary and good. In the beginning of the podcast, I almost just said in the beginning, in the beginning of the podcast, if you remember, we began with the idea of just start praying, just start talking to God. We learned, and we've mentioned over and over again, that our new inner man, our new person, wants to talk to God. We have that desire inside us, just like in Romans 7, when Paul says he wants to do the will of God, our inner man wants to talk to God. And we know we were created in the beginning, the beginning of creation. We can see plainly in Genesis that we were created to have close communion and fellowship with our Creator. And Adam's daily walk with God in the garden is evidence of that. So the first education point that we came to, exhortation even, and encouragement, was to just start praying. We want, from the inside out, that holy communion with God. And Ezekiel, if you remember, says he's looking forward to the New Testament times, I believe. And he says that God is going to take, or this is what God tells Ezekiel, that he's going to take our hearts of stone and replace them with a heart of flesh. In Christ, that has happened. And we know that Paul asserts that we, the the redeemed, the saved, are new creatures. We've been born again from our inner person out And our inner person now, our inner man now, is fitted for obedience to Christ, and prayer is obedience. So our inner man longs for communion with God. God wants us to talk to him. And we made the point early, early on that as our inner man is growing like a child grows, we're growing spiritually, as our inner man is growing, and we long to communicate with the Lord, It's just like a child who longs to communicate with other humans around, with other people around. And so they begin, when they're old enough, faultingly at first to speak and to talk. They make noises. And we know, we've heard gibberish before that are very serious stories from the little children that we hear them from. In that same way, our new inner man wants to grow into that communication with God. And I know that there's a struggle I'm not denying the struggle at all. 
and we'll talk about that later too. We reviewed that or we talked about that in the beginning as well. But the fact is, if our inner man didn't desire to commune with God, there wouldn't be a struggle, right? We would just go through our lives and not worry about praying at all, not worrying about talking to God. But our inner man desires that. So we have that struggle and it is a discipline. And because we have it, it is natural for us to just begin to talk to God. And I hope all that made sense. It did in my head, but that's not always the case that it makes sense to everybody else. So basically, the very first lesson is just talk to God. And prayer, we defined it early on as talking to God, as communication with God. As time went on, it became evident to me more than it had been before. In fact, I was kind of confused when I started the podcast on how it's a two-way conversation, but it is a two-way conversation. We talk to God, and he talks to us primarily through his word. And we've seen some examples for that. In Psalm 16, if you've heard that one before, then you'll remember that while I was praying through Psalm 16 one day, I stopped in mid-phrase, and I lifted my eyes from my Bible looked out over, I was at a park, I looked out over the park, and I said, you know, Jesus, this is not true. This is verse 6. I didn't tell him that, but this is verse 6. You know, Jesus, this is not true. The lines have not fallen to me in pleasant places. I wish they have, but they haven't. And you'll remember that I sat there for a little bit, and then I moved my eyes back down to my Bible. And if you heard this, you'll remember First of all, that I consider my children my heritage, and they're the most important things in my life if they're going well, doing well, walking with the Lord. And so I looked down at the passage again, the second line. I'd interrupted verse 6 when I told the Lord that the lines hadn't fallen to me in places, pleasant places. And I looked down and started to pray again, and then I read, Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. At that point, I began to weep, and it was as if God was saying, really? The lines haven't fallen to you in pleasant places? Is that what you're telling me? And like I said, I began to weep, and I spent a long, tearful time repenting, because my children are walking with the Lord. My grandchildren are walking with the Lord. My children are raising up their children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And it was completely hard-hearted, and I was being an ingrate when I said to Jesus that the lines hadn't fallen to me in pleasant places. In that case, I got an immediate answer to my prayer, didn't I? My children are the most important thing to me after my salvation. And they're faithful, they're blessed, they're, like I said, they're walking with the Lord, they're each serving the Lord, and their spouses are serving the Lord. And God was more faithful with the lines falling to me than I had any right to expect. And we've talked about other instances as well. That's happened to me three or four times in my life. And he directly responds to to me through his word as I'm praying. Other times, one of them was a humorous time. I may talk about that later. Other times, though, the Holy Ghost gives us time to think about things. And that we may learn a lesson next week in church or from somewhere else. That's the answer to that prayer. 
And then still other times, the Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance things we have learned but forgotten. And the analogy is true. The analogy is right. That we just need to start talking. We need to start haltingly as we do start talking to God. No matter what we know, no matter what we feel, we need to start praying. Just as children mimic, they start making sounds, they mimic words, they grow into words, and eventually they grow into grammar and clear speaking, which is always a sad day when the baby talk, for me, when the baby talk goes away. But that's our prayer lives. We're in the process of learning how to pray, learning how to communicate with God. And there are rules. We've talked about some of those, and we will again. And we have questions, and the questions will always be there. I've been praying for 35 years and since my first year after my first year of salvation. So it's been 41 or 42 years that I've been praying and I still have questions and they come up and I review them. And for some of them, I still don't have answers that answer them completely in my mind. So the point we are reviewing, the point we want to make today as well is we also said that we would be awful parents if our children came to us talking baby talk and we told them to stop, stop trying to communicate with us until they were aware of all the rules. That would be terrible. And it's in our nature not to do that. If we told them, don't come to me unless you, until you get all the pronunciation right, until you get the grammar correct, the syntax correct. I'm 63 years old. I don't always get the syntax correct. But if we forbade them to talk to us until then, we would be awful parents. And then somehow we imagine in our mind that we are more patient than God. That we're better parents than he is our Heavenly Father. Because I hear over and over again, one of the biggest intimidation, intimidations that we face in regards to prayer is the thought, and it's either self-inflicted or taught by others, that we should not come to God until we get the form of prayer right. In other words, he cares more about the form of prayer than he does our souls. And that's nonsense. He wants to hear from us. He's created us to talk to him. He's recreated us to have that communion with him. And think about it. When he says in Matthew, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you think he means... Just get close to him? Physical proximity? No, come to me. Unburden your hearts before me. We can talk to him. We can be real with him. Again, it's absurd to think God cares more for the rules until we grow into them or as we're growing into them than he does for our souls and our concerns. And we have made the point Forget about what someone has told you, whatever the rules are. If you're not ready for them, forget them. If there are rules or embarrassments, forget those as well. Set those behind you and give yourself a chance to grow from the embarrassment, if you feel that, or into the rules which somebody told you or maybe you've read. And by the way, you won't grow into those things until you start praying. Babies don't learn how to talk by reading a book. They learn how to talk by talking and then being molded, right? It's the same in our prayer lives. So throw everything else aside. We'll get to one more thing. 
I want you to throw, throw aside here in a second, but throw everything else aside and start talking to God or pick it up again. I know I've told you this story once before, but a few years ago in a men's study, we were talking about being real with God, being sincere before God. And I asked the men there, I got, got a little disappointing answer. It was probably true. They were probably telling me the truth. But I asked them if they had ever been really, really angry with God. And none of them said that they had been. And so I shared with them that I have been more than once in my redeemed life, in my being, after being born again, I had been angry with God. In fact, I never was angry with him before. But I have been, un- I have been angry with him throughout my Christian life at times and unrighteously, obviously unrighteously angry. And at one point, when I'd been saved about three years, I threw a fit. I threw myself on the floor in our little apartment. I was home by myself, luckily. The people downstairs probably didn't appreciate it. But I threw myself on the floor and pounded my fists and stomped my feet. I was so angry and so frustrated. And I told the guys, and I'm telling you, I'm still here. God didn't zap me with lightning because I was angry with him. He knows I was angry with him. He knows what we're feeling. We don't pray to him for his sake. We pray to him for our sake. We are supposed to be real with God. And in fact, it was either Sibs or John Calvin I recently read. And one of them said, if your prayers are not from your heart, they are no prayers at all. You know how those Puritans talked. But they were of the belief that if your prayers did not come from your heart, from your love, from your affections, you weren't really talking to God. I told the guys then, and I may have told you before, God's a big boy. He can take it. He knows when I'm being dumb, and he's patient with us, and he listens to us. So when you come to him and you maybe have the rules wrong, it doesn't bother him. He knows your heart. Psalm 103 says he knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. The reality is we can't hide our anger or our sadness or our joy from him. He knows it. And he exhorts us and commands us to come to him with sincerity and tell him about those things because it's good for us. If you're a parent, you can think back on your children and you can think back when your children did childish things. You didn't punish them for childish things. You knew their frame. You knew their immaturity. You knew they were weak. You knew they didn't understand. And so we as parents were patient with them and taught them. We may have admonished them. We may have corrected them. But we didn't get really cross with them. They are just being children. God is the same way with us, except he's condescending more, isn't he, to us than we are to our children. So the exhortation, the education is just start praying. The encouragement is you want to and he wants to. And if you're beginning or if your prayer life is characterized by fits and starts, so what? God is not mad at you because you didn't talk to him today or yesterday or for the last two weeks. One of the other realities I've really come to grips with since we started the podcast is also It's in our nature, like I said, to talk to God. So we we will either talk to God well, or we will talk to God in fits and starts. The best benefit to our souls is when we practice and we talk to him well. 
and we build that habit. We build that daily communion. That's the best for our souls. But one way or another, we're going to pray. We're going to talk to him. In fact, I think Spurgeon said, if you're a Christian and you're prayerless, which he couldn't fathom, God will give you a reason to pray. And sometimes it's a trial and sometimes it's such rejoicing that we cannot help ourselves. In that regard, I do have the advantage. You know I write all my major prayers down with the date that I prayed them every single day. And if you don't keep track, you may not know how long it's been. So from that regard, as far as motivation, I have a little more advantage, I think. You can always start doing that, making notes of your prayers. But either way, let your inner man talk to God. When you have a sanctified thought or you have an anxious thought, a worried thought, we're going to look at that here in just a second. Speak it, write it, sing it, think it, pray it. All those are forms of prayer. However is more comfortable for you, pray it. You know, my daughter writes her prayers down. My son talks his through. Now, two seminal verses. There's actually three passages that we're going to look at for the prayer uh, that we've talked about over and over again in the podcast are these. The first one comes from Philippians. Philippians 4. We've heard this over and over again. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, but by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's where we throw out the exclusivity that people talk about. Be anxious for nothing, not a single thing, but in everything in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You have full reign freedom. I don't even care if you think they're silly. When we did the interview with my kids, we talked about that a little bit, didn't we? You'll grow out of that. The Lord's able. He's a better teacher than any of us. He's able to do that. So Philippians, that's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Anything that comes on your heart, you can talk to God about. And the silly part is we can't hide them from him anyway, can we? And now think about this. If you've run across 2 Corinthians 5, 9 before, you've read where Paul says, Therefore also we have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. Now imagine this. Your prayers are pleasing to God. They are pleasing to our Heavenly Father. And some of you rascals out there might be asking, How pleasing are they? <laughs> Remind me of an old joke. But if you're asking how pleasing are they, you can turn to Proverbs 15. We've read this one before. 15.8, the sacrifices of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord. Even sacrifices, if you're wicked, are an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. In Christ, we are the upright and we have access to the throne room. It's all right there for us in Scripture. Start or begin anew, but start talking to God. I know your inner man wants to talk to him. You know your soul, your inner man wants to talk to him, and you know that he wants you to talk to him. So start talking to him already. Make that into a habit. Bring yourself into the presence of the Almighty God. He is the Almighty God, right? He is the Holy God, but he's also your creator. He's your savior. He's your teacher. Mine too, by the way. He's our protector. 
He's the lover of our souls. The Holy Spirit is our teacher and comforter, right? Living within us. And God is called the, called the God of all comfort in 2 Corinthians as well. And we all need that comfort. So please, just start praying for your own soul. Start talking to God. We'll do more of these later. We'll get back to the Lord's teaching on the Lord's Prayer next week. But thank you for listening. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you and he also will bring it to pass. Amen. Thank you for listening. The ministry prays the Lord will use this episode as he chooses to enhance our prayer lives to the glory of God. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments or even personal testimonies on prayer, you can contact us at freerangeprayer at gmail.com, Facebook, Free Range Preacher Ministries, Instagram, Free Range Ministries, Twitter, at Preacher Range. If you have any voiceover needs, you can contact Richard Durrington at richarddurrington.com or email at durringtonr at gmail.com. Fred and I wish to once again just say thank you for listening.